Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 168 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B. Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to come and do this podcast again. Thank you for another day. Thank you for um, all the uh, work that our military has done, all those who have uh, given their life for um, our country as this is being recorded on Memorial Day. We did not mention that on the other on the other episode that we did, but uh, Father, we thank you that you provided government. It's your institution, just as the family is your institution and you provide it for our benefit. But we also know, Father, that when government is in the hands of evil people doing evil things, the people mourn. But when government is in the hands of those who are righteous, the people rejoice. And so we pray, Father, that the people would rejoice as we work hard to provide or to fight for um, government that is well within its boundaries that you have set for it and would recognize that you are sovereign over it. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done. And for us, thank you for the salvation of your son, Jesus Christ, uh, to all of us who believe in him. And we pray for those who do not believe that they would come to know him as their savior. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother, how you doing? Bro, doing, doing, doing. Good deal. (laughs) So... I told yes, you, you know what? Thank you for mentioning that in the prayer. That's right. We recorded these podcasts on Memorial Day, and we failed to mention <laughs> the great service know. of all those, but I appreciate that you did that. Uh, uh, we just had a lot of information we had to get through, right? And we weren't thinking. <laughs> we prayed, right. though. We mentioned it in the prayer. You got me a little bit riled up with the subject matter, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it's my mission to rile you up and yeah, grind you your gears, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was in my area of expertise, and I was not happy with how something went down. So, yeah. anyway, we're going to be talking in this podcast, brother, about uh, something that most people don't really know anything about. But it is right here in the Epoch Times, and uh, it has to do with what's called the... Um, convention of states Hmm, okay and uh, this is the article i'll just go through a little bit of the article north carolina could be next in joining initiative to restore balance between state and federal government and i live in north carolina now so i'm happy to do that uh north carolina could be joining the convention of states that seeks to restore the balance 
between the state and federal government using Article 5 of the United States Constitution. In March 2021, the North Carolina House passed House Joint Resolution 233, which calls for the state to be added to the convention, now leaving it up to the Senate to follow the House's lead. A convention of states freedom rally to be held in Raleigh, North Carolina on June the 8th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., where there will be multiple speakers, including Convention of States Action, or COSA, co-founder and president Mark Meckler. Quote, this has never been done before in American history, Meckler told the Epoch Times. The ability to do it is contained within the second clause of the Article 5 of the Constitution. Article 5 gives states the power to call a convention of states to propose amendments. It takes 34 states to call the convention and 38 to ratify any amendments that are proposed, Meckler said. Meckler, an attorney who specialized in technology law, has led several efforts to limit the federal government's power. In addition to serving as interim CEO of the social media platform Parler, in 2021, Meckler co-founded the Tea Party Patriots in 2009, one of the largest Tea Party organizations in the country before leaving in 2012. He later founded Citizens for Self-Governance and launched a successful class action lawsuit against the Internal Revenue Service, which at the time was illegally targeting Tea Party groups. In 2013, he co-founded COSA with attorney Mark Ferris, founder of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association a, to pursue the uh, Article 5 strategy, which allows for the states to come together to propose constitutional amendments that limit the federal powers and spending, as well as impose term limits on federal officials. <clears throat> now, the article tells us two ways to amend our Constitution, according to Meckler. One is two-thirds of both houses of Congress can propose any amendment they want, and then that goes out to the states for ratification. It takes three-quarters or 38 states to ratify it. All 27 amendments have come that way by recommendation from Congress. Found in the second clause, however, is an alternative to the former way that the founders provided to override the federal government if uh, there ever got to be a point in American history in which the central powers had become too tyrannical and stopped listening to the American people, according to Meckler. Well, I would say we're in that time, wouldn't you, brother? Oh, yeah. Meckler also said this. He said, quote, they needed a way to allow for the states themselves to rein in the federal government. Mm. The resolution for a state to join the legislation, this is like that, cry it again, the legislature <laughs> must propose a resolution that doesn't require a governor's signature. Wow. This is really a backdoor, isn't it? Yeah, that is. After it's passed by a simple majority in both chambers, the, the representatives in the Senate of, of that state, then it becomes a call or a resolution to join the convention. Meckler said, so far, 19 out of the required 34 states have called to join just 
in the last 90 days. Wow. 19 have called to join in the last night, not last in three month period. Mm -hmm. So people are getting fed up. Yeah. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Virginia, and South Carolina are among the states that have passed resolutions. These states are calling for a convention to discuss three issues. Meckler said, the first being term limits on federal officials in Congress. This is intended to address the problem with the deep state officials, not only Congress, but staffers, bureaucrats, and ju judicial officials who have long-term seats in Washington to D.C., to Washington, I'm sorry, long-term seats in service to Washington, D.C., but don't serve the American people. So the second issue uh, the convention would address is imposing physical restraints on Washington, D.C. I love that one. Specifically, this would be for a balanced budget amendment that would involve taxation caps, spending caps, and the imposition of generally accepted accounting principles. Meckler said there's literally no system of accounting principles that they use in our government. Meckler calls the current one in place unicorns and rainbow accounting. They just write down whatever they want. He said, they re we really never have any idea what they actually spend. And they use off book and black book budgeting that would put those who ran a publicity traded company in prison. The third and what Meckler called the most important issue is to discuss imposing the scope or jurisdictional restraints on the federal government. The main problem we have in this country right now is the jurisdictional fight, he said. The question is, who decides? Well, there is we the people, and there is the federal government. Who should decide how the country is run? The founders had a very clear answer to that, to that question. According to Meckler, the people decide. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he said the current situation is that the federal government today can do almost anything at once. That's not what the founders intended, he said. Currently, the federal government is involved in local education, law enforcement, health care, and environmental issues, all intrusions that have been normalized today, but not what it was planned, according to Meckler. Now, providing historical context, Meckler pointed to a time after the U.S. Constitution was ratified when founding father Thomas Jefferson, a proponent of public education, was establishing the University of Virginia. A friend had suggested to Jefferson that he take federal funding for the university, and Jefferson responded by stating that it would be unconstitutional without a constitutional amendment. Even Jefferson stood. Uh, even Jefferson understood that the federal government had no role to play in education. Mm -hmm. He said, "Yet today we have the Department of Education wasting hundreds of billions of dollars, and I would agree, damaging our children. It's not constitutional, and the only way to fix this is by holding a convention." Once 34 states call for the convention, each state legislature would. Uh, would commission its own delegates and the states can uh, select as many as they want from one to a hundred. Each state gets a vote, one vote. The only role of Congress is to choose when and where for the convention to meet. 
the convention will operate very much like a legislature, enacting a rule set before beginning the, del the debate and uh, breaking off into subcommittees. When 26 states, a majority, agree on any amendment, the convention then has the power to propose the amendment to the states. Ratification of those proposed amendments would take place in the states, not in Congress. So people would get to vote on them. I would take 38 states in their state legislature, oh, I'm sorry, it would take 38 states and their state legislators voting to ratify before an amendment could become part of the Constitution. So it's an involved process, but not an impossible one. Uh, Meckler said it's important to point out that the convention can only make proposals to the states because critics of this, this strategy warn of a runaway convention, the idea of the convention going rogue. For example, that, that one example that critics of uh, the strategy raise is the possibility of the delegates voting against their state's wishes. However, those commission delegates, also called commissioners, are bound to their state legislature. If they were to vote in opposition to their state's will, they would be replaced and could face up to three years in prison, according to COSA. So a backdoor into the Constitution that could literally save our country. Mm. Um, the federal government has run totally amok. I didn't finish the whole article. But he says the idea of restoring the constitutional balance bothers some on both the fringes of the right and the left. However, he said the proposal of a balanced budget amendment is supported by 85% of the American people, while 72%, he said, are in support of removing power from the federal government. So that's what they want to do. And uh, I think it's a great idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's a way to save the country now because the federal government is completely and utterly ignoring the Constitution right now. Mm -hmm. January 6th prison, the, the folks that they arrested, you know, for being in Washington, D.C. on what, January 6th, they said it was a big insurrection and right. they invaded the Capitol building and all this nonsense that the politicians made up, um, which was all, most of it was, it was all false. It was yeah. all false. Um you know, they're just running amok, these politicians. And, and they, they're putting these people, they put these prison people in a prison. You know, you have only a certain amount of time to get these folks to court. Otherwise, you're in violation of the Fifth Amendment. When I was in law enforcement, we had 48 hours from the time of the arrest to get the report written and get it to the DA, the district attorney or the city attorney in order to uh, bring this guy, person to trial. We had 48 hours to get it done, okay? Uh, and that, that didn't include Saturday and Sunday. So if you made the rest on Friday, then you could extend it to Monday, right? Because the courts are, are closed on the weekend. So now you can't, you can't play that loophole, folks. But, but, uh, but these folks have been languishing in subpar jails, a subpar jail, for over a year, and the federal government doesn't care anything about their Fifth Amendment rights, mm. and doesn't care that they had that nobody was violent and nobody did anything other than the Capitol police officer that shot Babbitt, right? Mm. Yeah, that shot the young lady that uh, 
uh, and he was he was exonerated. How I have no idea, but he was exonerated. So it shows you the corruption in Washington D.C. And we know that some of these politicians they're bought off and paid for by foreign law, by the foreign entities. Like, well, let's talk about Ukraine being the um, the most corrupt country in Europe. Right. And buying Absolutely. off politicians all over the place. China buys them off all over the place. And then they just do the bidding and the will of whoever buys them off or the globalists who they work for. They don't work for you or me anymore, folks. They work for the globalists. There's a whole lot of stuff behind that. You have to do your research to learn about this. But if you think things are going along as normal, they're not. They suspended the Constitution. They suspended our rights when they declared the pandemic. They put us under a quasi-martial law and they haven't, they've never lifted it. And they don't care about your rights, folks. That's why they have to be replaced. We have to do things like the, uh, the, the uh, Convention of States to begin to chip away at this clog, our capital. Uh, Sorry, we froze a little bit there, brother. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. There okay. was some sort of uh, connection issue there, but I think we're back on. Oh, nope. I, 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 that's, you, you there? I'm I here. thought somebody hit you with a ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. There was a little bit of delay when you spoke. So oh, okay. yeah. I, I just want to get your thoughts. <clears throat> Repeat again. Oh, what's that noise? Something's going on over here. Anyways. Um, yes. <clears throat> I can tell you're distracted with something. Anyway. No, it's because I didn't catch like the last part right before you asked me your thoughts. I don't know if you had something else you had said there. Right when the federal froze. government has uh, totally ignored the Constitution. They don't care about the Constitution. They've acted against it. They believe that they can do so because they declared a, a COVID emergency or the right. pandemic gave them the right to basically just do what they want in irregardless of the Constitution. And that's why we have to rein them in. Absolutely. And we, it's, we live in a country where, you know, we have rights and mm -hmm. the constitution is huge, brother. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of people have forgotten that a lot of people don't seem to be interested in that. Uh, but there's a lot of Americas that are, but, and I believe that, yeah, no, especially, I mean, I could understand if it was a world war, world war and, you know, the government had to step up and, you know, take a little bit of control to really well, protect, we, protect its people, right? But I, I believe, brother, we are in World War Three right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's it's not the uh, the gun with the battleships or the, uh, you know, no, it's, it's a attacks. Uh, it's not that kind of World yeah. War, right? That, so, was a, that was what's called a Gen 3 war. Exactly. We're in what's called a Gen 5 war which is biological warfare, psychological warfare. Um, you're killing people by biological agents and other means of killing. Absolutely. Them. But that's, that's, yeah, we're, we are in world war three. So we are in world war three, but does that, does this war we're in, uh, should the government be overstepping the way they are with the control and making up things and uh, no, 
So the well, people I, I, have to fight back and take control, right. back control I, of uh, this country. Right. I believe Washington D.C. has been taken. I oh, mean, absolutely. You know, it's just like in 1812, and the British went, came, marched on Washington and burned it, and they took control of it. I believe that the globalists have uh, taken over Washington D.C. and they have suspended the Constitution. They have. We are under grave threat in in a war against these globalists that are lying to us through the media. And you know, all you gotta do is look at Davos, read the read their materials, mm -hmm. and see what they're up to. Uh, and most people are absolutely oblivious absolutely, to the fact brother. that we are in a in a war right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I, I'll give you an example. I work for the government, right, brother? You know that. Yes. Uh, out of uh, all businesses and you know private sector, you know mass or you know a lot of places are pretty much done with. You know they're not really pushing a lot of vaccinations unless you're working at healthcare, you know, in the healthcare uh, uh, business. Then they still require people to be vaccinated and blah blah blah. And the military. And the military, right? Uh, but so does working, that tell you the? Does that tell you their agenda? Well, yeah, I was gonna say we're still under uh, mass mandates. Thankfully, I'm not in the office. I'm more tele, you know, I'm virtually working, so I don't have to wear one. But I mean, if there was a choice, they would want me to wear one, probably, you know, through virtual meetings and all that. But, anyways, anybody in the office, bro, they have to wear a mask. You have to be distant, six feet distance. Uh, they're still doing trainings and how to wear a mask, how to desanitize your working station, blah, blah, blah. They're still trying to push uh, for uh, deny religious exemptions. So a lot of the stuff still in play, and a lot of people don't know this, right? So right. When, the, when everything seems to be going along, okay, this quote-unquote pandemic is doing away with, or people are not wearing masks as much, and the government is still, you know, pro, you know, uh, moving forward with as if it's still in play. Oh, we're right. trying to protect our our, our our employees. We're trying to well, protect the, the people. That's the smoke screen. That's the smoke yeah. screen that they tell you. They tell your the, the, their employees that. Correct. But the real reason they're doing it is because they're trying to push the, the reset and they're trying to push the the world government, which mm -hmm. will never happen because right. every every empire who's ever that's ever existed in the world that tried to rule the world fell apart. It never succeeded. Mm -hmm. Babylon. Uh, Persia, Greece, Rome, right? Uh, the Ottoman Empire. I mean, all of these. Hitler tried to do it. It failed. The the the, the communists tried to do it. it failed. It, it's it's that will never ever ever succeed. Mm. But what about the prophecies in the Bible? The the Bible does not say, ladies and gentlemen, that there would be a one world government in our time. What it was referring to was Rome. <laughs> Rome was the one world government at the time that Revelation was written. And no, it's not talking about a revised Roman Empire. You do that because you, you're trying to push it into the future. No. <laughs> It was Rome at that time, so we'll, we'll skip over that. But I mean, that's—I'm tired of that stuff too. No, but yeah. a lot of people are their politics are driven by their eschatology, what they believe when it comes to uh, what the Bible says about prophecy, and they're misunderstanding what the Bible is saying, and so their politics is off kilter because of that. So here's the thing: 
they're not going to succeed. And they're lamenting and they're getting upset. Even in Davos, where the CEO of Moderna was lamenting over the fact that they couldn't get anybody injected. They were throwing away millions of vials of, of, uh, of the, what I call the lethal injection mm-hmm. um, because nobody wants it. People are figuring it out. They don't want it. They're, they're watching their friends die. They're watching family members have adverse effect, uh, uh, reactions to these shots. And they're going, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. They're watching athletes drop on the field, which has never happened before. They're saying, wait a minute. Something's not right here. And, they're, and, the, and the government's denying it. When the government denies it, folks, it's a cover-up. <laughs> We if should you know I, better, right, than to yeah, trust them. <laughs> yeah, you and I have worked for the government. I worked for, I, third, what, well, if you count the military, uh, probably 40 years, 40 years or so I've worked for the government, almost. Yeah, you, you've been around yeah. the block, bro. Yeah, and you've worked for them a long time. Uh, we know how the government operates. Uh, oh, yeah. They're lying to you, period. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing it to save their own skin. And they're doing it to push their, their the agenda that Klaus Schwab has been pushing and Soros has been pushing. And, uh, you know, can we go down the list? Um, you know, um, uh, Yarara Nora Harari, mm-hmm. the uh, Mr. Mr. We can hack you. We can hack human beings. <laughs> Uh, these people are not living in reality. They're not living in the real world. They're living in some fantasy world. But the fact is, is that uh, they are going to try to push their agenda any way they can. And that they don't care about our Constitution. And they own Washington, D.C. right now. Oh, yeah. They own Washington, D.C. is owned, bro. It's owned. You said it. It's been taken over. It has. I right. mean, mm-hmm. so uh, there's no question about that. Um, now... <clears throat> I know you say your state is actually submitted already, right? A request to uh, the, uh, part of the convention. Of the states. legislature. Now, do you has... see a lot more states joining? Obviously, I would put California as a no, <laughs> because you yeah, you, that, that's you left California. No. <laughs> probably a no. Yeah, uh, New York. We'll put New York in that category. As yeah, well. yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I do. I do. I as states are getting fed up with the intrusion of the federal government. And the people are getting fed up with it in those states. They're going to elect people who will go in there and do that. Mm-hmm. Look at the look at what's happening. Over a hundred Trump uh, appointed um, or Trump um, endorsed candidates mm-hmm. have oh, won yeah. their primaries. This is unprecedented. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean the the globalist Rhino Republicans are getting their tails kicked in these yeah. primaries. Yeah. And, and, and the patriots are rising up. And so I, they're, they're scared. They're shaking in their boots. Oh, absolutely, bro. And you know why you know? All, they're doing all of this? It's because they don't want to see Trump back in office. They're trying to do everything possible to not allow that, you know. But, again, over 100 candidates endorsed, you know. It's like, yeah. so they got to do whatever means, whatever possible. To... A strong Congress can, can fix it. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Strong Congress can fix it. They they will impeach Biden and Harris. Yeah. For, for cheating in the election and other things that they've done. And then uh, you know, there'll be you know, whoever speaker of the house at the time would go in and uh, they can fix it. 
they can fix it if you have a strong we the people congress you can fix the problem Mm -hmm. and you basically tell the globalists go away we're not allowing you to pull your stunts anymore you open up the country completely you shut down all this nonsense you were talking about that they're having you guys do in your offices Mm -hmm. You you also here's what it needs to happen a lot of these government agencies need to go away they need to be eliminated department of education should be the first one absolutely uh and that helps to balance your budget right there mm-hmm. um and we need to limit the jurisdiction of the federal government they run around this country these federal agents like 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 it's nothing oh my jurisdiction is the united states i got news for you i'll tell you something about california you don't know you don't know brother <clears throat> tell me you look in the eight 800 sections of the california statutes i believe it was uh-huh. eight, as i recall um and you look at yeah it's in 830s i believe and it lists it talks about the, the, the authority of the different agencies right i was under 830.32 mm-hmm. when i was a cop there and and it told me what it said what my authority was what my jurisdiction all that I had statewide jurisdiction and all this kind of stuff federal you know fbi agents uh, atf all the federal guys you know what jurisdiction they had in california Zero. <laughs> Only on federal property did they have jurisdiction. Yeah. Zero. We need to do that all across the country. And the county sheriff is the most powerful law enforcement officer in the country. He can he can tell an FBI, uh, leave my county, and they have to leave. Right. And FBI has not have not shown. That, that's an organization that has not shown itself to be stellar lately, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. They, they, there's a lot of corruption in that organization. It's a shame to see because I, I, you know, I've been trained by FBI agents back when I was training. I, I, my uh, use of force instructors mm-hmm. training was with uh, Norm Stamper and, and his group of FBI uh, um, agents that uh, trained us at uh, the uh, Marine Corps base of Miramar. Mm. And um, we trained there and Norm was great. His instructors were awesome. And uh, it was his last, we were with his last class when I trained, he he was retiring after that. But uh, the thing is, is that, um, you know, they, they were a good organization at one time, but they've been corrupted like everything else in Washington, DC. And it's a shame to see. Yeah. Absolutely. But it has to be dealt with. <clears throat> no, I agree completely, brother. It's uh, and it, you know what, bro? This is great stuff that we share in our podcast because we want to make folks aware. And if you had no clue about any of this, folks, you gotta dig into it. Don't 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 just go and try to believe what we're saying. Go look, research. Now, let me look get... into these things. Get educated. You know, it's it's the Bible tells us to be logical, to be to think, right? <laughs> to yeah, it does, you know, and be discerning and and wise. So let me add, let me add some urgency to this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is also out of Epoch Times, since we're limited on time. The WHO, the World Health Organization, pandemic treaty. There's a pandemic treaty they're trying to get with these countries will effectively take away country sovereignty, according to a former WHO official. 
Mm. Uh, a former World Health Organization official, Dr. David Bell, said he is concerned about the proposed amendments to the UN's 2005 International Health Regulations, also being called the Pandemic Treaty or Pandemic Accord. Bell said if ratified, the treaty would give power to a small group of WHO officials and effectively take away the sovereignty of countries around the globe. In other words, if they have a pandemic, they're in charge and we have no constitutional, they take away our constitutional rights. Just like, they, just like they've already done and nobody recognizes it. We were so passive during this last assault on our constitution and did absolutely nothing about it. And that irritates me. Mm. And, uh, you know, the churches shut down. Oh, yeah, we'll just shut down our churches. You know, we want to keep people safe. Instead of saying, you know what, if you feel don't feel safe coming to church right now, it's optional, but we're going to meet. Right? No, right. the pastors let it go. Mm. And that really angers me because they've just, they just gave the green light for this organizations like this to come in and completely shut us down. He says this, there are a lot of ways, uh, we've got enough time, yeah, there are a lot of ways that even though it doesn't directly change sovereignty, in effect it does, it takes away the ability of the people of that country to make their own decisions, he said. Uh, they say, well, they can't usurp our constitution. Look, folks, read the constitution. It allows for treaty law. The constitution allows for treaty law. And treaty law does have um, a, it does have authority in our constitution. Yeah. We make a treaty, we have to abide by it. But yeah. normally, that's with a foreign nation, not a world organization. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought up the World Health Organization and you know <clears throat> this whole globalist thing. You know that they recently had the uh, what was it, the World Economic Forum, right? right? So we had uh, Bill Gates. Uh, he was going to speak about the next pandemic. <laughs> right. Is he, a, been, was he a doctor now or what? <laughs> no, he's a planner. All right. He, right? He, what, what's, what's happening? You know what the Bill Gates connection is? What's that? There's nanotechnology in, yeah. these, uh, in these shots and these solutions. That's his role. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, it's to put together that nanotechnology. And, and then who else was going to speak at this forum, bro? Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. And what, oh, the Nazi! Guess what he was going Mr. to talk Nazi. about? He actually requested $5 billion a month from the global community at the WEF, in his WEF, or the World Economic Forum speech. And then the greatest thing, somebody commented, so he's learned that money laundering pays well. I wonder who taught him that. <laughs> How about the current so-called illegitimate president of the United States? Man. Oh, no, 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 no. The, so the, the current president of Washington, D.C., how's that yeah, one? Yes, thank you. Yeah, That's yeah. We'll, much we'll keep better, it bro. within the parameters of that, of that <laughs> globalist. I mean, they, they, had, they had a fence around yeah. it already. Might as well keep it there, right? Yeah, let's keep it all yeah, inside we'll there. Keep it inside. <laughs> we'll run our own show out here. You guys do what you do. We'll do what we do. 
that's, <laughs> you know? that's that's funny but bro yeah. it's it's so serious you know and people sometimes are so nonchalant about it they cannot believe that these things can happen right and, and because fun- they're not living in this reality they're living in an alternative reality exactly it's the rea- you and you brought up eschatology right because people do not know how to read the bible do not no. understand it if they mm-hmm. believe things like that because they misunderstood, I can definitely believe why people are no so nonchalantly about things like this because they don't understand. Oh, it's inevitable it. anyway, they, they, so why should we try to fight it? I don't want to learn right? something new. I don't want to no. unlearn something, and I don't want to relearn something. It's too right. much work, bro. Why would I want right. to do that, right? So let, me, let me see if I can do this. Oops, sorry. Let me see if I can do this quickly. Fight the clock here, folks. Three minutes. Three minutes. You can do it. You can do it. Open it up. Open up the book of books. Now, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. What's the revelation of, brother? Jesus Christ, right? Jesus Christ, right. Which God gave unto him to show unto his servants. Next phrase, next, next part of the sentence, folks. Pay close attention. Things which must shortly come to pass shortly does not mean 2000 years no matter how you slice it it means shortly <laughs> okay so this is the revelation of jesus christ resurrected jesus christ as king of kings and lord of lords and the fulfillment of his kingdom that's what the book is about there's more doctrine than there is apocalypse in that book and most people miss the doctrine it is okay other than our future eternity that book is past fulfilled Mm -hmm. oh that shocks people oh heretic 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 i can see heretics (laughs) (laughs) no read this the read the timing statements in your scriptures all of the discord right he christ clearly stated this generation shall not pass until the, all these things be fulfilled uh-huh. in that discourse everything you read about about future apocalypse was future to them not future to us it it was it was carried out in the first century in the first century Okay, yeah. the tribulation has yeah. already happened. So now eternity hasn't, but tribulation has. But the thing is, is that if you if you don't read those timing statements and you just accept whatever narrative you're taught and you believe whatever book you read or documentary, or whatever, and you don't pay attention, you're going to get it wrong. And so stop thinking it's inevitable. Oh, it's going to be a one world government, antichrist and all this. No, it's not inevitable. Get in the fight and start fighting this nonsense that's going on. These globalists are losing, but we, but they're going to, they're going to try to convince you they're winning. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Other than that, I have nothing else to add except folks, read, read, read like never before. Okay, we gotta close understand it the context of scripture. Brother, close it. Remember, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. Yeah, we'll catch you on that flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. 
We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, I wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. Uh, I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you.